as boys lines. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the As Bold as Lions podcast. My name is Derek and I am your host and I am excited about what this next month of podcasts in blogs, um, discussion, so forth is going to bring. Um, just a topic that I believe the Lord has just impressed upon my heart and feel led to share. And the overall topic is called The Blessed Hope, and uh, subtitle is just Watching and Waiting for Christ's Return. So that is kind of where we're going all month long, just talking about this idea of the blessed hope. And you may be thinking, well, what is, what is that exactly? And this phrase, um, from Titus, the book of Titus chapter two, I believe that's where we get this phrase. Um, I'm going to read this, probably going to read this every week just so we kind of get into our minds, but Titus two, 11 through 14. And it says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. So right in the middle of that is this phrase, waiting for our blessed hope. And it goes on to say the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. So we're talking about Christ's return. We're, ca- we're talking about the promise that we know Jesus is coming back, that he, uh, he lived, he had his earthly ministry and Scholars say probably around 30, 33 years or so on, on this earth, went to the cross, was crucified, uh, physically died, and went to the grave. And, and, uh, but that grave is empty because he, he resurrected from, from the dead. And he then spent a, a number of days still on this earth and then ascended to heaven. And we kind of, Looked up, uh, saw him leave. If we were in the, uh, the, the group there that saw that and, uh, we're still waiting for him to come back down as he, as he left kind of in the same manner. So, you know, nowhere in these last five years that I've been blogging and now, um, podcasting just for the past few months, but nowhere in this time have I just taken the opportunity to spend some time on this subject. And I think it's timely because we're in this mode right now of, of waiting and persevering. We're waiting for what is to come, but we're also just persevering and, and staying steadfast in, in our wait. 
And we know that Christ is going to come back. But in the meantime, we're working to build his kingdom, to spread the gospel, to, to share it with other people, and, and basically just kind of stay ready. Um, I, I've, I know for some people that wait, uh, I can say myself, the wait is hard at times. Um, we've been through a year, 18 months, however long you want to go back, of just persevering, and, and that's been hard. And, and we've had some that have gone before us, we've lost loved ones, or we've had sickness, or we've had whatever, and it just seems like in many ways we're, we're that much more longing for this to, to culminate and for Jesus to come back. And we're kind of looking at things going on around us and saying, well, it looks like it's getting closer. Is it getting closer? And that is really where I'm... I'm starting off this series is this big question that I think as we we talk about when uh, when Jesus is going to return we 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 want to know specifically when is he going to return um, we know this world isn't getting a whole lot better and really it's it's not meant to but still we're we're wanting the best of life as much as we can right now, we want the best for ourselves. We want the best for our kids. We want to know that they're still going to be able to have a good life and, and a lot of things afforded to them. And there's, there's much that we want, but yet we still have to just persist in the, in the day to day of what is happening. And, um, sometimes we're, we're seeing things just kind of unfolding, um, just very, you know, very quickly. And other times it seems like things are just kind of sporadically happening here and there, but not, not a lot all at once. And, and so we live in the tension between that. So as we go into this, this topic today, you know, just really honing in on this idea of, of when, uh, of pulling out from the Bible, what Jesus said about his return and then, then in the next few weeks, just kind of talking a little bit more about what are the implications. How how do we stay ready? Is is one big topic, and then another is just how do we tell our friends and our families, and and even those maybe that we don't know super well about Jesus. How do we share our faith in the light of His return of His second coming? And then finally, just a week where we just kind of talk about heaven. We just kind of talk about what. Biblically, uh, can we can we say about heaven? What do we know? And that's a pretty big topic. So I know to really discuss that in any detail would be probably a, a, a few weeks. But to just kind of unpack a, a very overview sort of thing that we can take away and say this is this is what we we know and and just kind of put it in simple layman's terms because that's uh, the kind of guy that I am. So. All that just kind of to preface where we're headed, and I hope if if that sounds exciting to you or at least intriguing that you're you're ready to buckle in for the the next few weeks. Maybe it's just five people every week, and we're we're just talking about these things. Maybe it's thirty. Maybe it's more. I I don't know, but I just know that as I looked at just where to go next, I felt just called to to kind of. St- to stop here for a minute because we're we're looking at life often through the lens of just getting through the day and getting through the week 
And uh, after, you know, this this week and after that week and after the next month, we'll be here and we'll be doing this or whatever. But to kind of start looking more with an eternal perspective, I know that's a big thing for me anyway. And what is the what is my life in light of of eternity in light of Jesus coming back? How do I live now? So, uh, you know, we, we, we have a big subject here again today, and that is when will Jesus return? And if you've been in the church for very long or grew up as a Christian, you've no doubt heard some messages and some sermons on this topic. And it's, it's one of those things that, People will always have a sense of wanting to know, wanting to put a uh, fixed date so that you can just kind of camp out and say, all right, this is what I, uh, you know, I can look at all the, the prophecies, look at all the things and, and listen to this person and read this book and, and whatever, and, and this is what sounds right. But can we know with that type of exact specificity uh, in regards to Jesus' return. Well, we're going to go into that. And uh, so let's just start unpacking that and in, in just segueing into this discussion. Our very first point is, no, no man knows the hour. So Matthew 24, 36, it says, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Matthew twenty four thirty six. So you know it might be a dis, bit disheartening to to start right there on our discussion because uh, we've had the build up of when will Jesus return and and to kind of be let down and say well we don't really know. Um, we know that Jesus left telling his disciples a pro- this promise. He said in John just chapter fourteen verses two and three he says, "In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you?" that I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. So Jesus is, is literally saying here, I'm, I'm going to get things ready. I'm leaving you, I'm going into heaven, and then I'm going to come back for you. And we think, wow, okay, Jesus, that sounds great. When? When is this happening? And I think the disciples probably heard that and, and felt like it was going to happen in their day. I think we've had a lot of times, um, maybe even more so in the last hundred years or so, of feeling like it's it's got to be pretty soon. It's got to be, you know, right around the corner. We're 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 things are lining up. It just seems like it's it's all getting ready for that moment. Um, I know the beginning of the 1900s there was a a, a big movement. Um, I can think of. Uh, in Pentecostal circles, there was a, a, a big birth of the of the Pentecostal movement and um, kind of the holiness movement, and some of that was out of just a feeling that the gospel needed to be shared and that Jesus was coming back very soon. And that was you know early 1900s. Um, of course, we had things like World Wars, World War One and Two, um, World War Two, especially people. Uh, you know, looking at figures like Hitler or Mussolini or Stalin and thinking, well, that could be the, the Antichrist. That could be this person who is described in um, Revelation and, and things like that. So people just kind of getting their their focus on, well, 
it's it's going to happen really soon and and you know even in our day we're we're looking at things and we're saying well this seems to be happening and that seems to be happening so it must be really soon well as jesus talks about his return we know he says that not not even he that knows when it will be he says the father alone knows and he will send him he will send jesus when in his time so that's really our short answer to this question and you know, for thousands of years, that's really been the only answer we've had. It's yes, we've we've seen prediction after prediction, and we've we've re- seen books and we've seen things uh, put out there, but every time the actual date has has failed to be realized, and none none of them have come true. So uh, we we should spend in light of that, we should spend less time trying to predict and just more time simply getting prepared. Okay, so our first point, no man knows the hour, but second point is, but we are given clues. No man knows the hour, but we are given clues. So Mark 13, 28 and 29 says, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. So Jesus, again, talking here, like in in just um, ways that the disciples can understand, just breaking things down, just saying, you know, when you look at this aspect of nature, like this season is going to turn into the next season, and kind of just tr- um, pulling the disciples into that idea that watch these things, because when they're happening, you know something else is is going to come. And so Mark 13, among other passages, you know, is a great indicator of things to come as we consider the end times and and Christ's return. You know, this fig tree is, again, his way of reminding us that when we see these things happening, there's a season, another season that's coming. And in Mark 13, Jesus talks about kind of a whole host of things, and among them wars and rumors of wars and famines, earthquakes, and the appearing of false Christs. And he says all these are just the beginning of birth pains, but they should be enough to get our attention. And in addition, Jesus adds that the gospel must first be preached to all nations. That's a another prerequisite before his return. That's from verse ten in Mark thirteen. So let's let's get practical for a minute. Are we seeing any of these things? You know, I I believe so. We've we've got. If we're just going to talk about the wars and rumors of wars, we have the ramping up of of militaries and armies. And we can look at just kind of those repeat offenders, you know, like Iran or China or North Korea, Russia. There, there's these countries that we're always kind of keeping a close eye on because they're uh, nuclear proliferation or just the, the, the way that they're orchestrating their navies or their armies and getting things kind of assembled, the, um, just the, the things that they're putting out there and kind of projecting to the rest of the world. So there's always this kind of this aspect of like, there's wars and rumors of wars. There's what could happen next. Um, and to keep going further, you know, food sh- shortages, and we're talking about potential famines. You know, I've, I've seen a lot in the last year to six months talking about 
Are we on the brink of some sort of a famine or, or food shortage? And, you know, the food aspect hasn't been nearly as real as some of the other things. There's been just a ton of things lately for other types of shortages, um, manufacturing things, talk about lumber, um, supplies, things like that are very, or have been lately very much in short supply. And I think it reminds us that, that food is a potential thing that could be affected as well. So with that, um, famine being something we, we could see, um, you know, the list that continues to go on, just the, um, the gospel bring, being preached, it's, it's certainly going around the world, even as these things go on. The, the underground churches uh, still persists, and you know, believers are experiencing persecution for, um, for certain in many parts of the world, and we're seeing a little bit of that in the United States, but definitely in places like Canada, which up until recently we, we would have always thought the church is alive and well there and and um, free to to kind of do what it's always done um, and and then on top of that you know the aspect of false Christs popping up all over the world and and many just being misled and, and deceived we're we're certainly always seeing um, that type of aspect within the church and just different figure figures that seem to rise and and hold sway and power. Um, all that to say the, the fig tree is indeed starting to change. So with that, with not knowing the hour, but knowing that there are clues that we can, we can look to those fig tree kind of things. The final point is that we must be ready at any moment. In Mark 13, 35 through 37, again, Jesus talking, he says, Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. There's an aspect of readiness that comes into play when we start talking about all this. And really, it's it's not just an aspect, but it's more than that. It's maybe, if I can be so bold, just to say that's a lifestyle of readiness. You know, the, the next time that we dive in, we're going to look more specifically at this. So it's kind of just a little bit of a teaser here. But in Matthew 25, there's this wonderful parable that Jesus tells. It's called the parable of the ten virgins, or some call it the ten bridesmaids. And it's uh, it's simply about being ready. There's an urgency that's often in Jesus's words to his disciples. And when he says, watch, my own heart is quickened to say that I must be on alert at all times. So what does that look like for us in the, the day-to-day? And I believe we have to stay kingdom-minded in all things. We can make our plans here on this earth, and there's nothing wrong in all that. But do we weigh those decisions before the Lord? And are we constantly saying, what do you want to make of this life, Lord? It's yours to use. I believe in that being ready, we exercise a willingness to lay down the good for the great, to exchange our plans 
for the moment that we're in, for his plans that are for eternity. And sometimes that's tough. Sometimes that takes some real humility. But the more we allow our hearts to yield to his greater plan, the more we see what he's doing through these days of watchful waiting. I love this quote from David Jeremiah. It simply says, Christians must live prepared lives, ready to meet their Savior at any moment. How true is that? And that is really what this series is about. If we are in Christ looking forward to the blessed hope, we are given a promise that the rest of this world does not know. And we are living in this tension between the temporary and that which will never fade. We also live not knowing what tomorrow or next week or next month or next year will look like. But if I look back at the last 12 to 18 months, it's accelerated much of what I think is happening and the beginning of those birth pains. So much looks different in our world today, and it makes me realize just how quickly everything can change. Am I ready? And are others around me ready? As I mentioned, next week is going to kind of camp out a bit more here as we look at this idea of how do we wait. And I believe if we endure, we will receive a prize and a great reward. The prize is worth it. And I urge you to not give up in this journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And the faithful are going to be those who endure, and they will be blessed because they did. So much more on that to come. Guys, I love you. And as always, I, I hope that if these are an encouragement to you, you're, you're able and willing to pass them along and, and kind of, um, you know, especially these messages, which are talking about being ready and we'll go into at some point sharing our faith and hopefully just some practical things that we can do to share a faith. Maybe these are things that you can, um, if led to, share with a non-believer or, or pass along to them, forward as an email or uh, share a link, whatever, because I, I believe it's that important. I believe that we are living in, in very uncertain times. We are living in times where we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But if we have Christ, we have all the hope that we need. We have all the peace that we need. We just need to be living it out and, and helping others get ready for his return. So I'm going to leave you with Ephesians five fifteen through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Guys, that verse means so much more as we uh, look at the context of the blessed hope, and I hope that it encourages you. God bless. See you soon. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist, and if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share, and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.